Hey, this is John back here. It's been a while with VP Precision. I've been working out of town, and I forgot a cable to do my uh, my Skype calls, so we have done no podcast for a while. So, But I got a visitor, uh, Kyle Van Rutenberg from MDT, just left shot, and he stopped by uh, the condo. He's got some meetings Monday, I think, over. I'm in Atlanta, and so you're going to do some meetings on Monday, and so yeah. we thought we'd sit down and kill some time here on a saturday afternoon so how you doing doing good it's fun to hang out it's been i can't believe like we mentioned yesterday it's been two years since we've seen each other so yeah so if you guys don't know mdt is um headquartered in the chilliwack british columbia which is just oh kind of north of seattle a few hours just north of bellingham um so you're Canadian. We had all the COVID restrictions. It's been a little weird for a few years, and that's what we were talking about. Yeah, like last night, I was like, geez, we've done some Skype meetings, but I haven't seen, you know, you or Martin or anybody for, for a few years. So it's kind of fun to get you in the States and get back to SHOT Show. And anyway, so good SHOT Show? Yeah, it was a super good SHOT Show. I'm, uh, we weren't really sure going into it because so many companies had pulled out. Mm-hmm. And so um, we were like, is it going to be a dead show? It, like, what's it going to be like? And, uh, but it was, a, it was a super good show. Um, it was our biggest booth ever. We had a ton of new products to show and, uh, they had the new, um, Caesars form side of the show. Mm-hmm. So it was like twice the size. Okay. And, uh, um, so it was more spread out and I think it was less busy as well. Um, so, but the quality of the traffic was really good and okay, yeah, it was actually probably one of my favorite show shows. That's cool. I, that was one of my questions. I guess we could talk about that a little bit, but that was one of my questions going in. Is I had people calling me because I was going to go and I I got, I needed to stay here for some work stuff, but they were like, hey, is it worth going? Like, you know, you think as a company, why would anybody go? I had this discussion with an, an old Nikon employee and some other people, you know, SIG pulled out some of the bigger companies. And I was like, man, I don't know. Is this, I, I see the angle, you know, with a new product, but you guys are far from a new company. I mean, you're pretty established and, and you, it was nice. I mean, it was kind of nice to hear you say there's still value there. It's a, it's a unique deal. It'd be a shame to see it totally die or go away, but it's, 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 it seems crazy to think how much effort goes into a show like that, but, yeah. but it's interesting to say you think that there's value there. So, well, I mean, I even, I seen a video on YouTube yesterday of, of a, a gun reviewer and he said the 10 coolest guns I've seen at SHOT Show. Mm-hmm. And so they were only guns on that list of, of companies that, that exhibited. Yeah. And I knew there was a bunch of other guns that had come out, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't on that list because those companies weren't there. So yeah. I, th- I, I think there's also, um, I wouldn't be surprised if some companies regret it. Oh, really? Okay. Not, not, not having been there. Okay. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm, I mean, I, I only know yeah, MBT, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when your list like that comes out, some of these reviewers, they get like a couple hundred thousand views sometimes, right? So yeah. um, it does it does carry influence. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And SIG's not there in some of those, you know, some of those. To me, that was like one of the flagship booths a couple of years ago. They had like a three-story huge huge thing when i was like oh they're not going like those some big some big names but it's hard for those companies too though like i think like i i have i know how much our booth cost and so um these big 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 booths they gotta be half a million dollars i think it's if not more i heard i think this someone was told me i don't know it's not from sig so take it for what it's worth but i heard that was north of a million what they had in between staff and and the space and the pay the union guys because you got to pay the union guys to set your booth up right yeah. in Vegas so you, between all the costs I think they were over a million but that may be wrong so 
but that's what I heard. So anyway, but um, so you guys, what were the new? Um, we'll probably just we'll focus on MDT. So first, start out. I haven't really laid anything out, so we're just spitballing here. But um, when did MDT start? Um, when did you come on? A kind of kind of a, a kind of a quick history on that. Yeah, yeah. So MDT started in two thousand nine. Okay. Um, I think we weren't officially registered as a company until 2011, but 2009, a guy named Laszlo um, wanted to build a chassis for himself mm-hmm. for his own personal rifle, or he wanted one for his own personal rifle. I think AI was the only one that was really making chassis, mm-hmm. couldn't afford an AI, and he was a machinist, so he just built um, a model in SolidWorks, 21st version. He machined, which is why it's called the TAC-21. Okay. That was our, the first chassis from MIT, and he posted on Canadian Gun Nuts, which is like a the Canadian version of Sniper's Hide. Okay. And a whole bunch of people wanted one. And uh, so we just started selling them. And uh, it kind of took off from there. And then um, my brother got involved in 2013. And then I came on in 2016, uh, I think. Yeah, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been there for five years now. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy how much it's changed in uh, that time. But yeah. That's cool. So... So the TAC twenty one, you guys still sell that? Yeah. Is it how does how does that compare? To, I mean, I know the ACC, and most of our listeners are very familiar with that. Maybe not as familiar. The TAC twenty one doesn't really fit our sport necessarily. But are you guys still still sell a lot of that model? Is it still popular in Canada and other places? Yeah. So I mean, up until the ACC came out, majority of our customers, um, we sold a lot of chassis, and and but just not to the PRS NRL world. And yeah. yeah. um, so that chassis still does decently well we have we're on the second generation of it um it's an enclosed action design so mm-hmm. it's like straight line in inline recoil and kind of like after the ar okay um, feel that's kind of what we're thinking or that's what laszlo designed it around okay um so yeah it's still it's still as well it's d- definitely not our most well-known chassis anymore mm-hmm. or yeah um, it's got its cult following though yeah but like mdttac.com like yeah. our our all our usernames on, on social media are, are um, TAC something, yeah. TAC 21 something. So, I mean, it, yeah, the whole company was built around that chassis. Influence. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So you came, so your brother came on business opportunity, not necessarily a gun nut coming from that side of things, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he got involved. Um, he, he knew Laszlo and, and, and then they partnered up and, and, uh, he got ownership and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so La- Laszlo is not part of it anymore, but, um, now it's mainly my brother, my older brother Martin, and mm-hmm. uh, he's our he's our CEO, and and, uh, and then I came on, I guess two or three years after him, mm-hmm. and uh, so now my role is just in uh, basically business development and mm-hmm. sales and marketing and and those kind of things. So right on. So how how was it for you with the shutdown? and not being able to do as much face-to-face with the companies down here in the States? Because you guys do a lot of OEM work. Obviously, you guys have seen Savages and all, you know, there's a lot of guns you guys, you know, you guys uh, build stuff for. Was that, did that affect you? Was Skype all right? Or how did that, how did that play out? Yeah, I wasn't, it wasn't too bad because everyone was in the same boat. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like anything, uh, I think good relationships come from just, being face to face and things yeah. like that. So we've we've made a few trips down to the states. We were I was down for a total of four weeks last year. Um, oh, okay, and that's uh, right. Yeah, and so just getting back. I mean, coming to the states is really easy. Coming back, going back into Canada, where it's like <laughs> it's like kind of commie land. So I was talking to you on the phone. That's right. I forgot when you and Martin were going back. north at the border. What yeah. happened on that? You guys 
Yeah. So we didn't, I did a bunch of research and stuff like that. And, and so, uh, we figured that our work was classified as essential. So I didn't think this was back in May last year or maybe earlier. Yeah. Around May. So going back into Canada, we didn't know we had to have a negative COVID test with us. Okay. And so we had just been on the road for 14 days. It was like 10 flights in 14 days. So we're, we're, we're bagged. And, uh, we cross, we get across the border and, uh, they're like, you need to have a negative COVID test. And we're like, we don't have one. It's a $3,400 fine. <laughs> so we both got this $3,400 fine and we could have, they gave us the option to drive back in the States and get a test and wait three days to the test results weren't fast back then. So, yeah. um, and, and then cross, but I'm like, I have young kids at home and I'm like, there's no way. And you've been gone. You're worn out. You're like, I'm yeah. going home. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm going home and I kind of had in my head that we could dispute it. So we actually, um, we're actually going to go to court next May. Oh, really? We, yeah. And so um, we actually had a few court dates already. So I forget, but I'm, I'm trying to fight it. So I have like a whole bunch of evidence laid out and I'm trying to. Nice. I, yeah. I'm trying to um, fight it. I think it's kind of pretty shitty that. Yeah. Yeah. I but they, so. now, now the fines are $6,000. Like, no uh, way. Yeah. And it's nuts. Like there's a, I, there's an acquaintance of mine and uh, he thought he was try it out. And then he just drove into the States and then just pulled a UE and went back into Canada, and uh, he got a $6,000 fine just for doing that. What? Because he didn't have a test going back? And he, he wasn't there for essential reasons or something like that. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah it, it's crazy. Like, ne- getting back to Canada, you have to fill out an app. You have to upload your fax pass. You have to, like, show your name. It's, I don't think people realize, like... It's, Dude, we all thought the world was the same until two years ago. We thought Australia was the same, yeah. Canada the same. It's all like, hey, we're all big, happy friends. And then this is really, I mean, people in America are freaking out about loss of freedom or restrictions and mandates and closures and on and on and on. And then you look at Australia or New Zealand or, or Canada, you're like, wait, I thought America and Canada were the same difference. I mean, we had different, it was obviously different, but not yeah. that much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like me, I mean, I guess you have this in New York and a few other areas, yeah. but like, um, I can't go out for, like, my wife isn't vaccinated. She doesn't want to. That's totally fine. Yeah. I, I chose to do it. Yeah. I don't know how, how I feel about it now, but, um, like, we can't go for dinner. Oh. You know, like, she can't hop on a plane and go to Ontario to see her family, like, in the same country. We can't even fly, get on a plane or a train in the same country. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's really crappy. Do you, do you see that, um, how do you see that playing out in Canada? Do you see it? loosening over a few years or what do you i mean what do you think well i i mean you see it now with the uk uh boris mm-hmm. their prime minister there he got rid of everything now so i wouldn't be surprised if it did um end soon in canada okay but i mean we don't have a constitution in canada right like yeah. the government is, is fully in control we don't have the same system of government as you guys have with the congress and the senate and the uh-huh. the Supreme Court and then the presidency and stuff like that, they all keep each other in check. In Canada, you can have 30% of the vote and have a majority government and push through whatever you want. Um, Ooh, just how the parliament... you mean 30%? How the, you can't get elected with... you got to be elected by... Like, Trudeau's so, got to be elected by a majority, right? No, so like, so there's like 360 seats. Okay. Like, uh, like, I think uh, he had... Uh, he got a minority government, so he didn't have the majority of the seats, but... Um, he still got around 30% of the vote and some other parties, they're liberal. So like he was basically able just to pass whatever he wanted. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, huh. Ah, it's, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, so do you, what are your thoughts? Do you guys have any, how is it operating a business, a firearm business in Canada, as opposed to companies you talk to here? Is it, is it, is it been 
Well, MD, yeah. So MDT doesn't sell any no, um, okay. like anything serialized. Fair. So it's 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 we're only chassis and accessories for production rifles right now. Um, and so we're okay on that side. I know I know it's a little bigger of a bigger of a pain when you sell make actual guns. That being said, we don't have something like an FFL. So I can ship a handgun or um, any gun from my house to my buddy's house just in the mail. There's no I don't have to go to another gun shop and oh. ship it. From okay. that gun shop to the next gun shop, like you do in the states, like yeah. I can just go online and order a pistol and it shows up at my front door. Um, huh. And so in the states, it's actually more strict that way. Um, so shipping is actually easier in some ways, except for some shipping companies refuse to ship firearms. Okay. Um, and then there's like there's there's different challenges with like banks and stuff like that that don't want to use that okay. don't want to work with us and um, because we're, because they're anti-gun and. Um, and but then from and then, the governmental side, they don't look at you guys as making, there's no difference between you and somebody making widgets for a car or something. Yeah. I don't think they know better. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, yeah. Okay. But I mean, we do things like right now, Trudeau's trying to put something forward that like, um, he's trying to ban all mags, bolt action included the two five round mag max, oh, you know, so then we wouldn't be able to send, sell 10 round mags, 12 round mags. 12 round mags in Canada anymore. Um, we'd still probably be able to manufacture them. The same thing with like uh, cans are yeah. impossible to get in Canada. Okay. Um, we can't shoot 50s anymore. The, uh, after oh. a couple of years ago, almost all ARs are restricted. Really? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely not like the States. Could you make, could you make AR parts? Yeah, we could. Yeah. You, could. you have to get okay. a prohibited license and then you have to. Okay. Yeah. Just to make parts, not serial lines. That's okay. right, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'm asking questions I'm curious about, too, so you guys are along for the ride. <laughs> um, so um, what's your you, – have you you started shooting a few comps this last year or two, haven't you? Yeah. Do a yeah. little bit around, around Chilliwack, Chilliwack area. There's some shoots. Is there some close by one day type stuff? Yeah, so MDT um, – yeah, so I guess when I got into MDT, I – was not involved in almost firearms at all. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a whole new world to me, but I mean, I was very interested in it and, and I think it's a lot of fun. So, um, but the last couple of years, um, MDT has a monthly match. Mm-hmm. So all the employees, we have a month, match once a month for all of our employees. Oh, cool. And so basically we just want to get everyone shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a lot of fun with that. And uh, then we have like an internal, like every match you can win a prize and then we have a finale at the end of the year. And this is just for MDT employees. So we do that. And uh, then we've, Shot a, there's a few other matches we've shot. Martin's got down to the states and he shot a few matches down there. Cool, uh, a couple two day two day matches. Like, I mean, not not a ton, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm just getting more and more involved. By shooting a little bit. Yeah. Do you guys? Do you guys? Um, is there a? You encourage your employees to shoot. Do you guys give? Any, do you give any of them? Oh yeah, we so yeah so we I mean we encourage them and they get to use any of our products at no cost. Um, and, and, uh, of course there's some limitations around that. Yeah. And then we give all of our employees a $150 an allowance of ammo every month. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. I was like, I knew there was something. I was like, well, some companies are out there are going to fire you if you don't get a vaccination. MDT is giving away ammo to go shoot every month. Yeah. <laughs> I love so it. I distribute it. I distribute pricing. We get it. So, I mean, yeah. a- every, every month I always get six millimeter and I get yeah. my five boxes and that's awesome. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you guys talking. It wasn't you guys talking about it. It was one of the, when I was up there a couple of years ago now, I guess, one of the employees was talking about it. It was, it was pretty cool. I was like, that's awesome. You guys get, get some built-in, some free It's ammo. important though, right? I mean, you, you want people to, 
you want everyone to really understand like what, what you're doing, what you're part of. Like yeah. it's, it's easy to, um, especially like on the engineering side and stuff like that. Like it's really hard to find engineers, especially by us where we don't really, Canada doesn't really gun, gun culture mm-hmm. where like they're shooters and they're engineers and they're passionate about the sports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you need to hire people that aren't necessarily into that when they started MT, but then you want them to know everything and stuff like that. And the best way to do that is to go yeah. do it yourself and like learn and be like, Oh, that's why thumb rest is important. Yeah. Oh, that's why weights are important. Like, yeah. you know, like, Oh, this is why this happens. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That sucks when that mag doesn't feed, like, yeah, we should, <laughs> you know, we should, that's a bigger deal. Than I, yeah. Yeah. We should fix that, you know, like, yeah. and that kind of thing. So that's cool. That's awesome. Um, so, um, for me, like, it's been interesting working with you guys. I work with a lot of companies, um, and so, and some great ones. Um, you guys, you know, you're, uh, you do a lot of, a lot of all, a big business or not a, it's, it's not fortune 500, but it's a pretty solid business. Um, however, you, you've got this, like this intimacy with the crew there. And it feels like when I go up there, it feels like there's like this, it's almost excitement there from like every level with this, this push for excellence, um, you know, just perfection in all these areas. Is that from day one, was that Martin's thing? How did that, where did that come from? How do you guys keep that? Like, um, it's, it's very evident when I'm up there, it's like front and center, everything is excellent. You know, you push and push and push. And how did that, where'd that start? And, and, and how does that continue to, how do you guys keep that going? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really driven, um, by Martin and he just really infused that in the culture. So he says, let's not do things half-assed. Let's do things full-ass, <laughs> you know? And, and so we actually use the word legendary yep. a lot in MET. So we want to be legendary every way. So like, for example, when we got started in this industry, I think the average response time um, of getting back to customers was one to two days. Okay. Uh, you know, so we, on customer support, we're like, let's make it an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, let's always get back to customers. Let's always yeah. um, believe the best, you know, when they're reaching out to the guests and believe that, that, you know, they're right. And so like, not, even yeah. though we might not really understand the situation. Yeah. Customers and, always right, even when they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, that side. And, and then so like when we're designing new products, like yeah. would we, are we just doing this to make money or are we doing this because it's actually a better product? Well, if it's if just like so that we can make money at, then let's not, let's not do it. Let's only mm-hmm. do it if like it's actually a better product or it's mm-hmm. actually like giving value to the end user. Yeah. Um, and if like, and that's in every area, like in accounting, like let's be legendary in accounting. Let's be mm-hmm. legendary in how we respect each other internally. Mm-hmm. Let's be legendary, how we treat, um, the, the sport. Let's be legendary in our team and like the mm-hmm. people on our team. So the people on our team, we always say like, make sure you're super helpful in matches. Even if someone's shooting competitors products, yeah. all that stuff like that, like it doesn't matter, like mm-hmm. help, like, yeah. and so that just gets talked about over and over and over and over. And so what happens is, is this, that people just start living that way and mm-hmm. or like internally um and uh and you just get awesome results and yeah, yeah. i mean it, it is super exciting like you, you don't you, you don't go into work and and feel like you need to sell something that's just par or you know yeah. like just okay or, yeah. or pretty good you're just like you know that like like our h&t chassis we just yeah. came out with um, it took us three years. We could have released it a year earlier mm-hmm. and it would have been, it would have been still really good, but it wouldn't have been like when people pick it up now, there's like, how, how, yeah. like, wow. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> and so we, we want to get that wow factor. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be the, the just legendary. Yeah. yeah. And that was, I was going to say, that's been the most obvious or like for, for me personally, you know, 
doing tweaks and ACC and new product ideas and stuff, but the Hunt 26, like watching that from, from start to finish and you guys pulling off some stuff that I was like, man, that's pretty good. And you're like, I think we can do this. Like you can, and you just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Like you said, we could have, you know, there's, there's some good chassis that came out and maybe, you know, got to market first that are good. Um, but you guys just kept pushing. And, and I think it's at the end, you get to a high end and it's high end. And then it's very subtle, like little subtle differences that can separate it there. And you guys just kept pushing for those. And it was, for me, it was really fun to watch that. And now actually use it on a few hunts and then going to be using a lot more, you know, in the next, this next few years and stuff. So it's been like watching that come to pass and then being up there and watching Josh come in all excited about one thing or another and the different engineers and stuff. And, uh, it's just fun to watch. It's, yeah. it's, I think it's a cool, it's a cool culture for sure. I actually liked in the H and T cause you were, you were pretty skeptical at first on, which, on a couple of things. Yeah. And, and I, so th- yeah. that was quite enjoyable for me cause I'm just like, I want to, I'm going to show John that like this, yeah. we mean business. It was. Cause I mean, we, when we started talking, it was, you know, some weight numbers that would be good to hit, you know, it's all for naught. If we come in the same way, there's a bunch of other stocks and stuff that's already out there. Folder was really important to me. Um, a really solid locking folder. You can't have any play in it. And so going back and forth on that. And then I, I did want Arca because so many people are moving, whether it's your tripods or your bipods, whatever you're doing, there's Arca is really popular. And I like, I've got this super lightweight tripod with this tiny little head eye glass on and all my, you know, my mounts for my spotters and my binos are all Arca. And I mean, like, you know, there's spotters out there that have the, the quarter 20 stud that you screw in for your plate. Now that plate is Arca, so you don't even have to do it on some of the stuff. But also to have the Arca on the gun, like if I'm in a position, like I'm not carrying a triple pull on like the long backpack hunts because it's a little heavy. So I'll usually take a single pull, uh, Skypod. Um, but I have my, my tripod that I could clip into and use that as a long bipod if I had to. And so like when you guys are talking about that is where we could put that on a forehand. Um, I, it was important to me to keep carbon fiber in there as you touch, cause it stays really warm to the touch, which I think is one of the, it's a big difference, but it's subtle. A forehand is a forehand and you grab it and you grab it. When you grab it, when it's zero degrees out, so Fahrenheit, it gets real cold when it's metal and it's, instantly warm when it's carbon and so you guys are talking about machine not machining but building an arca into carbon i was like how is that going to hold up like that's the finish is going to wear off after a couple clamps it's going to slide like i was like so we start playing with it i get the first one and i call i was like call or text i was like i can't it's it works it's working <laughs> it, it bites down good and it's holding up well and i've you know i've been clipped it out in tripods and bipods and you know, take my bipod off. I'll throw it in my pack. And sometimes I'll throw the bipod in the pack or throw it in the truck, depending on where I'm going and on and off and on and off. And it's been awesome. So a lot of those little things was, was really fun to watch on that 26 come to, come to life. Yeah. So, and and I think also because, because we didn't like grow up around guns, um, Mm -hmm. we, I think ask more questions and get more feedback Mm -hmm. and really uh, from a wide variety of people, including you. So Mm -hmm. I remember you saying like a flush fit mag, yeah, it's really important. Yeah, you know, I'm like okay, well, let's yeah. Other people are saying that that'd be that'd be really awesome. So yeah. we also don't have these uh, ideas that um, we grew up with that like are like no, this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the only way we can do it. But we will really want to listen to our customers and mm-hmm. and our team. We really rely on our team a lot. So I mean, just yeah. like even filling the buttstock with foam so yep. on that H and T. So it's a super dead feeling. Yep. Like uh, Keith Baker told me on at the show last week, he's like, shoot, it's like shooting it underwater. That's how yeah. dead it feels, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. So 
Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the big differences when I started shooting it. And I'm, I'm anxious to get it on a long action. So I get a lot, guys are messaging me and it like, hey, I want one. A buddy called uh, two days ago. I want one for my 300 win mag. I was like, well, hold on, they're, they're coming. But like, I'm super anxious to. Um, I'm like the ever. It's I'm like the skeptic. Kyle knows. He's like, what do you think? I was like, man, it's good. The guys like, give me another trip. Like I'm always like long. I take a long time to like. All right, this thing is awesome. And so. It's, I'm just, I love it, the, the short action. So now I'm like, okay, I need a long action. I'm building a Norma right now, so I'm starting over with that. So I cannot wait to shoot a, a big gun. You know, a PRC is, is just a dream to shoot. So it'll be fun to shoot, shoot a big gun on a stock that light and just feel. I think it'll be even more evident with, like, the foam fill and the carbon. Whatever that is, that combination of everything is really, it, it deadens. Even though it's a lightweight, you know, kind of skeletonized, it's just a really lightweight chassis. It just feels... It, it, it feels more solid than the weight should allow it to feel from what I've seen so far. So it's been fun to watch you guys develop that. And now, I mean, the Gen 2 is being talked about. Pictures are out. So on the ACC, I don't know if you want to talk. I mean, there's pictures all over it after SHOT Show. Do you want to talk about that at all? or is it? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's actually going to be our ACC Elite. And okay. then the current ACC is going to be the Premier. So we'll have both versions. Okay, so um, you'll keep so, the original. Yeah, I'll keep the original. So it'll be two price points. Because the original, I mean, kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, very, very popular. We were the first ones. Yep. Or right at the start there with like a fully adjustable weight system and all that stuff. So, um, but I know a lot of other users that bought MDT weights for quite a while. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I like all, uh, there's a lot of good companies out there, but yeah, you guys, uh, the weights were early and successful. Very, yes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, like it's been out for three years now. And, and so we have three years of feedback and, yep. and, and so now we're implementing all that feedback yeah. and to making an even better version. Yeah. I mean, for, I think for me and my skill level, it's not going to make a big difference. Um, and so that's why we're keeping the original model okay. uh, because it's obviously going to be more money with all the different things. But yep. um, yeah, I mean, like Keith Baker and Francis Cologne and a few guys had already shot it and stuff like that. And they're like, wow, like this is like, yeah. you know, so we made the four and more rigid, like direct mount to the top for the NV bridge. Um, has a collet in the front of the magwell, so you can loosen or tighten the magwells as, as tight or loose as you want. Because guys have had to so tighten your mags, tighten your mags. Yep. Um, so the fitment, just the the front, opening in the magwell for your mag to fit. Yeah, front to, front to back. Yep. Um, fully adjustable lag mag latch um, for up and down. So That's if you're cool. sh- shooting a Curtis, yep. you don't have to remove your latch. And I know yeah, because I remove my latch and I I shave fifty thou off to yeah. drop that mag down. Yeah, so, so now you don't have to do that anymore. Awesome. Um, we have like the thumb shelf now will be like i'll be an m-lock slot there with a thumb shelf that you can adjust any which way that fits exactly you and we integrated a bag rider into the back um okay. we have a straight line design now where like there's the in the buttstock it doesn't drop down at all so the recoil goes straight back that's nice those are that's like a subtle thing that's like you said maybe maybe you wouldn't notice but it could make a, a, a noticeable difference at, at, at certain levels so that's that's cool yeah and then fully just like a quick quick adjust um like the pole and and uh, comb we're adding some tools in there so guys wanted like have nice. access to tools array so just they're not like huge differences but all like 10 15 things together yeah um i think we'll yeah just make no it i awesome. think it's cool i'm I like slow clap for the uh the cheek release too i mean because that's how i clean so it's mm, y- yeah. you know Every time I clean, it's it's thumb wheel, thumb wheel, thumb wheel, thumb wheel. Pull the thing out and then clean. So be able to pop that sucker off quick will be nice. That's what I like about the folder on the Hunt 26. Just fold it up and then clean that way. So, yeah. um, 
No, that's cool. It's looking good. I'm, I've, I've been in Atlanta for a while since the MPA shoot, like two months ago. So, um, I just, I think, a, I think a gin two shipped. I'm not sure. I, um, I got a message from a, from another guy there and I'm, I'm, I cannot wait to, <laughs> to, get, to get home and shoot. I've Try been, it, yeah. I've been Jones a little bit. So that's going to be exciting. When do you think, do you guys have a kind of a rough estimate when that'll hit market or available, avail, availability? Yeah. So probably the summertime sometime. I mean, we want, we, the reason our team shooters are getting it now is because we want them to give feedback. Testing yep. um, is really important. So, um, then we'll get that feedback. We'll implement that, maybe get some more results on that and then start shipping probably then this summer are you guys talking price points yet or not yet probably not till final version yeah probably not till final version but it's going to be probably 1500 bucks 200 bucks something around there i'm not sure yeah okay so don't hold us to that till the final comes out but um that's cool what's do you what are some of the um what are some of the things you find most rewarding about your work being with mdt I think it's relationships like you and me have. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just so many cool people in this industry and you got to become friends with them. And, <laughs> and so it doesn't go, it's not really like, um, doesn't even, isn't really feel like business, I guess. It just feels like you got to go to work and you got to yeah. go make cool things that your buddies want to have, you know? So usually <laughs> that's like something you do on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's now, a good point. So I just, but that that's the full time. That's what I do full time, and so that's awesome. And be, being able to provide, provide um, gaps for uh, other companies, you know, they're like, "Hey, we need this product," and yeah. and you guys are experts at it. So can we team up and making that work? And yeah, and uh, and yeah, doing all that stuff. I mean, it's just just a ton of fun. You got to got to travel a lot as well, yeah. um, which is cool. So. Yeah. Have you been? Um, what products have been the hardest that you've seen? The Skypod was super hard. Oh, okay. Why don't you talk about, let's talk about Skypod a little bit. I didn't, I wasn't even thinking that I was, I was going to think you said, I thought you were going to say something else, but the, so the Skypod, so Sky Thomas, um, out of his garage started tinkering. He's a, isn't he, I think he's a, is he a firefighter? He does some firefighting stuff. He, he, was, does, a, he was a logger and did some other stuff. He's, he's an inventor. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he is. He's got that mindset. So he starts doing the Skypod out of his garage um, gets gets it built up, gets a good brand, has got a following. Um, it's an intricate. There's a lot of moving parts in that thing. You guys come in interested, work on a deal. Where does it where does it go from there? I know we've had kind of some revamps, and I, everyone listening knows you know kind of the kind of cleaned up some production early on, and the tolerances are getting tighter and tighter, better and better. Working that, how is that? How'd that process go for you guys? Or yeah, so basically for us, we, we we wanted to come out with a bipod, and so when you want to come out with a new product, you look at what the competition's doing. Mm-hmm. So you do re- a lot of research on all the different companies, all the different bipods, all the different features. Then you also make a list of things that um, are not existent that would be nice to have in a bipod. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could do different or better and add features that don't currently exist. And as we were doing that research, we came across the Skypod, and we kind of internally said like this this is what we want to make but it's already made mm-hmm. so how does this work now like <laughs> we can't rip that off that that's not yeah. what we want to be so we approached sky and we made a deal where mdt purchased the rights to it and um which are super exciting this guy's just a legendary dude mm-hmm. love hanging out with him yeah and uh and he had a great product and so um but he was um 
assembling them himself in the shop, like every single one. So he knew this thing inside out and backwards. Mm -hmm. And so now you're, you're giving the rights to a new machine shop, our own machine shop and of a product that our engineering team had no involvement in, in, um, how it came to be. Cause usually you're like, when you engineer something from the very start, like that whole process, you learn a lot through that. So, you know, when you start machining it, this works, that doesn't work. But when you're like, also you just get drawings, you just have to make parts. Yeah. The engineer's like, oh, I, I don't know why that cut is there. And, yeah, and, you yeah. know, and things like that. So um, when we started producing them and we were like, oh, okay, we'll just, we'll tumble them instead of, uh, instead of doing this other way of finishing it and it'll be fine. Like it's a mm -hmm. little bit, you know, and, and also you're like, oh no, there's a reason why mm. um, they were sitting, they're not sandblasted and tumbled, you know? And so you start figuring all this stuff out. So when we took it over, there, we, we had some, I think we're open about this. We had some issues that there was some tolerance issues and that. And so um, we had to really like st take a step back and be like, okay, like we got to like make sure that this thing is absolutely awesome, absolutely legendary. So we quickly cut off, people couldn't buy it anymore. Mm -hmm. And basically Sky came and visited us a lot and we worked together on the assembly side because it's very hard to assemble the Sky Pod. Mm -hmm. It takes a long time. I think assembly time is like 45 minutes on it or something like that. Yeah. And so, um, and work with our engineering team and stuff like that and improved some things, added like locking pen, toolless can't, you know, the, mm -hmm. the things like that changed, changed how we uh, finished it and a few other things. And so now we have the Sky Pod Gen 2 and, and, uh, yeah, it's super awesome. But yeah, it takes, that was tough. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you want to just be able to take it over right away and it's not that simple. Yeah. No, and that's kind of talking about that is one of the, one of the reasons, and this isn't just a suck up to MGT. We're, but Kyle and I are friends and, and we're pretty honest with stuff, but it was, I like how you guys handled that. I, I've worked with companies in the past where a product, a problem will come up with a product and it's like, shh, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. We'll just, we'll make a new version and let that just go away. And, and I've seen that in some, different companies over the years, some big ones. And it's like, you guys are like, Hey, we got problems. And then everybody like comes up to me. Like if it comes up to me, like, Hey, I'm having problems with this or that. I was like, Hey, MDT will take care of you. And that's kind of like, as time goes by people, you get, you see memes of people making jokes about different products of issues come up, but issues come up. It's we're, we're in, the, we're in the real world here, but how you guys handle it has been, um, it makes me, proud to work with a company like that you're not trying to hide anything you're like hey you guys take care of everybody pretty much no questions asked from anything i've heard so it's been anyway props to you i know i got you know i got a couple sky pods early on that were like hey this is not working this okay we're on it we're on it and you guys dug and dug and dug and and the one the one that i'm running, running now i mean like the double pull like i don't hands down sky pod is like interal hunter for sure like the versatility of it is and i'm hunting and, with and, them and stage six of the finale <laughs> I was I was not at the finale this year, but I heard there was some drama around that because somebody didn't have a sky pod and complained enough to throw a stage out. <laughs> so I've heard some stories, but um, um, but yeah, they're super versatile, super handy. Um, I anyway is I I wasn't thinking that's what you're going to say about the the difficult product, but yeah. What do you, you think I was going to say? Well, I just I mean the hunt twenty six felt like there was a lot of effort into that and a lot of new technology in regards to carbon and some other things that you guys necessarily and, and work with mag, just magnesium, just yeah. a lot of different things. So I was, I think that, and it took a while. Um, well, I just, a, you, yeah, you guys, it you, was on top of my mind too. So yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that was definitely hard as well. Um, but we, 
we were part of the whole process all along. Yeah. So it just it was just a long engineering process. Yeah. And so just trying to figure it out, like figuring out how magnesium works, figuring out how you can make carbon uh, um, weave ARCA into carbon fiber. Um, you know, like how does a three-round mag work mm-hmm. um, with all these different actions out there? How does... Um, how does this folder work? You know, we had the folder for a while already, but like we knew it had to be 100%, 100% of the time, like no issues. Um, how, how does it work when it's wildly cold outside where these Mm -hmm. hunts, where these chassis are going to be used, you know, all that stuff. So you just have to do a a, a ton of testing around that. Uh, but eventually you'll get there. You just wouldn't get there quick enough, but Mm -hmm. there's certain things that are just like, you just want to rip your hair out like mags for example like i was mag- gonna bring that up i like mags seem like the worst yeah mags are so hard because and you gotta deal with curtises so you like and i like curtises you guys know but man you've got your two lugs that are pretty straightforward and then you throw a three lug in there with a different diameter bolt body and and everything i mean i you know like i said i i trim my mag catches to lower them down but i can do that myself where you're trying to get one mag that fits all of them is yeah exactly I can't so, so i mean we we, we make chassis for I think 30 different types of guns, well, maybe more, maybe 40 types of guns, and 95% of them we make them for ASES pattern mags. Okay. So you have to make one mag work with all those guns and sometimes over a range of different calibers. And so yeah. um, it's just like, and then the tolerances are like wildly tight. Yeah. And so it, it, is a, it, is, it is a crazy challenge. And, you know, then you have like, um, your spring supplier, because we don't make our own springs, mm-hmm. um, you know, something changes in like their material and then like, you know, so then your front of your followers and is high and then you have this and that. <laughs> there's just, there's just so much going on. Like I think people underestimate how hard mags are. I mean, we're, we're still pushing internally to be like, you know, we just sent out an email on the six BR mags that like, yeah. Hey, we found a solution. There's a better spring and follower. So anybody that ever bought the six BR mag, we emailed them. I actually should have gone to about a thousand people, but we accidentally sent it to our whole email list. So everyone got the email. <laughs> so uh, our customer support team got like what they usually do in like our busiest month ever. They got in one week in tickets, but. Uh, oh my word. Yeah, this happened last week. That was Anthony on our customer support team and uh, like Paige and Texas and all those guys, but they, they're legends and getting yeah. back to everyone. But. Um, wow. But yeah, so we, we, anyway, we owned it. We just said, hey, like. So you're sending out a mag and follow for free? Not a mega follower, a spring and follower. A sp- sorry, that's a spring and follower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for free to, wow. to to the guys that have bought a BR mag. So you, we yep. need to show that you have an order in the system and stuff like that. Like yep. you know, like make sure that people can't abuse it because yep. people will. But um, and, and so and just own it and say, hey, th- th- we found a solution to this, and wow. you know, and that's cool. And yeah, yeah. So I haven't. Ma- mags are weird. Like I've got old. I've got one old AI mag that for whatever reason is is magical i've had multiple buddies borrow it at matches and finales for when they have like a, a 14 round stage or something they're like dude can I, they'll run over to can i borrow your mag because it's ran and it runs in a cur- no spacers no nothing it'll run with br all the way up to whatever in any action and i don't know why like we've i've took you know and there's just a it must be something super subtle or spring angle we can't figure it out i've had other buddies bring over their mags and geek this is years ago just geek out of like you know, mag width and height and spring angle, follower angle and springs. And, and when you get those, you guys know, like the mags, you trust, trust. Those are like, like I, I wrap them in a sock and put it in my boot when I fly to matches. Like I protect it. Like it's mags. I can't imagine. But it's everything. Like, even like with those. it can be anything about like the settings on the welder, you know, oh. when, you, when you're welding the front of the mag, like you, it, they're just, there's so many variables Yeah, that like you don't, you, it's it's really hard to know, you know, or like 
um, some mags are, uh, because of the welding, they bow out in the center a yep. little bit. Yep. And so, um, and exactly how that's bowed out, maybe that's what makes it like, and yeah. so it's, a, it's one thing to get it right once, yep. but if you're making thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of mags, it's just like, you need to get like that bang on every time. I think we do, a, I would say we do a really awesome job at it, mm-hmm. but there's still that percentage. It's just like, yeah. You know, so just continue to refine. I mean, it's one thing when you think about like you look at a trigger and you're like, okay, there's super fine fitting, detailed, really precise. You just don't, you don't think about a a mag as a metal box with a spring and a piece of plastic that pushes on like it, it, it doesn't seem like it should be as complicated as it is, but (laughs) I don't know if that's cool. You guys are getting it. I didn't, I, I missed that follower thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then there's legal requirements of mags too, right? Like they, in a lot of states, you can can be at more than ten rounds. Oh, so you have to make it that an eleventh round does not fit. But oh, you also want it to be that when you put the tenth round in, that it's not impos- impossible to close yeah, your bolt. Yeah, you need that little extra. You know, so there's just like there's all these little things. I mean, it's it just it's part of the process. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have a great company, you're going to have struggles. So yeah. um, it's, I'm not complaining about that that side but yeah it's 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 a challenge no it's just it's interesting talking to uh company owners and the growing pains and then you know and social media where everybody's got a platform they can you know if a mag doesn't work or sky pods loose they can yell and scream and it's been fun listening like hey we're gonna get it right stuff happens and it's just and keep going so it's it's cool it's fun um let's see what else did we talk about anything you want to well, I think I'm, I think people might not know is like that we purchased the Jay Allen, yeah, um, chassis, the rights to the Jay Allen uh, chassis two years ago. Um, but how it was made back then was very old school or rudimentary or like how many parts were in it? Over two hundred parts in in one chassis. One chassis, yeah. I remember that, and so and it's still like that now. So, anyways, so yeah, we've been started from scratch basically in in how it's made, and so it's been two years now, and so. We're, we're all, we showed it at Shot Show when we're almost ready to launch. Still, it'll still be called Jay Allen. It's like Jay Allen. It'll have its own brand still. It's by MDT, but cool. Um, so that'll be shipping in the summer. So excited about that. We came out with a, a ground pod, which is a two hundred dollar bipod. I'm excited about this because um, I know guys that man, I want a sky pod, but I just can't. I can't. I can't swing that right now. So I'm excited to hear about this and see this. But what, talk about that a little bit because I don't. This I haven't seen one in person yet. Um, how was design and what are your thoughts? How does it compare to a SkyPod? How does it not? What do you... Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I wouldn't compare it to a SkyPod at all. Okay. Except for the fact that it's a bipod and we call it a ground, ground pod, so Sky Ground. Okay. Um, but, uh, I mean, the SkyPod's starting at 600 bucks. Yep. You know, so there's... And there's obviously a group of people that just need a bipod mm-hmm. for being on the bench and stuff like that, but we still wanted to make it super awesome and and so uh we basically just start from the ground up and there's a few features that we took from the sky pod that are in the new ground pod um but it's not as i mean it doesn't have 180 degrees of um can't whatever yeah. it, it doesn't have uh, you can't flip your legs all the way out i mean it doesn't have two or three leg options those kind of things but it's a, so it's like a single pole design single pole design um you got can you can you vary Obviously, it folds up like a traditional bipod up along the bipod. And then can you do it at a 45 forward? Yeah, so yeah you can do 45 it's, as well. It's yeah. up, 45, and down. Yeah. There's no, and, ba- and back as well. Oh, it goes all the way back? Yeah. Does like it go 40, 45 back? 45 back. Okay. Yeah. So 180 degrees. Yeah. 
it doesn't have a width adjustment no. like a Skypod, no. which is a feature I love on the Skypod. On all of them, you can take a triple pull, go really wide, and I'll shoot that off a bench. It's rock solid because it's a tank, but you can also do that with a single pull and get super, like the little PRS yep. bipod I use on the PRS matches, you can get super low. So, okay, so not the width feature. Um, what's the, uh, you can do ARCA attachment. ARCA and pick. Pick. So There's no sling stud? No sling stud yet. Okay. We'll see what the demand is on that and see if we can... We'll probably do slings that pretty soon here, but... Okay. Um, yeah, there's that. Um, and then you can still grab the leg and just pull down. You don't need to press any buttons. Okay. Um, and uh, just built super, super well. Uh, cool. There's some carbon in there. There's some uh-huh. um, aluminum. You can you can uh, put different feet on. Um, so, I mean, it's it just, it just a really good, really great bipod um, mm-hmm. that you can trust in um, for a really, really good, a good price. price. Yeah. What's the? Would you know the weight on it off the top of your head? I don't know, off the top of my head. Okay, I'll check. I'll check that. And then, how's the tensioner? How's the um? How's the uh? The cant tensioner work? Yeah, there's a lever on the front. That you okay. Can, yeah. So like a pod lock kind of a, or is that yeah, what it's le- called? Uh, the, the with a ninety degree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. What? So, what all the products did you launch it or exp- like show it shot new? So ground pod. Yep. Um, it's the first time for a lot of people to see the H&T. Okay. Um, our Oryx brand, uh, which is our entry-level chassis brand, we came out with a new chassis for them, okay. uh, which is like an, uh, basically a an, uh, more affordable version of the XRS. Okay. What's um, the price point on that? $299. Really? Yeah. So that's going to be super awesome and exciting. Wow. So Remington 700 drop-in, so it's 299 for the stock, action screws. Everything. You don't need anything. No, but it's a no. full-on. If you guys want to see pictures of it, go to Oryx Chassis. Okay, O-R-Y-X-Chassis.com. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Oryx There's a page in there and also our social media. Um, we have a new uh, brand manager for that brand, so we're starting to uh, oh, cool. uh, make it go on its own. So that, Jay Allen, um, ACC Elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a new muzzle brake that's coming out mm-hmm. that you've been pretty involved yeah, in. I like it. Baker wings. Yep. Um, yeah. The muzzle brake is actually something I'm, I'm pretty proud of though. I, yeah. I talk know. about some of the testing and some of that video and stuff you guys showed earlier to us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just so you guys know, every, we, have, we, um, talked to the shooters, uh, on our team quite a bit. So they've been quite involved in, in making this new, um, Keith was real muzzle, involved in this yeah, one, I see Mike. Muzzle break and stuff like that. So we did all kinds of stuff. Like So just some of the things is like we just took high, we have some high-speed cameras, um, and then so we put it on the top of the brake, and we look, we shoot baby powder, for example, down the barrel mm-hmm. and at high pressure, and we look at exactly what the gases are doing, and there's different ways, flow analysis and all kinds of things, and do basically have the best recoil reduction brake, but then also... Um, remove as much concussion to the shooter as possible. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys, they don't actually realize that um, the recoil is actually not that bad. It's the concussion they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so uh, perception versus reality. But regardless of that, we, we wanted to um, make sure that we did that as well. So we just did a ton of testing, different variations of the different angles of different ports, um, making sure we cause as much turbulence as possible on the side so that it doesn't go cut go back to the shooter and with that first baffle turbulent so that the next three aren't shooting back it was interesting to watch like i hadn't some some of you guys really geek out and 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 can dive into this more than maybe i do i just didn't follow as much and seeing some of those early videos was pretty cool watching the 
the, like the baby powder go through whatever you guys were using yeah. it was very evident You're like oh that one's not going to be as good as that one like yeah. you could see it without doing any more testing you just blow it through there and yeah. all right we're cutting new ports or angles or yeah different things so yeah. it's cool yeah so now we're then so it has a top slideable port as well so um you can um choose how much gas is going up which is done by there's a plate on top it's cool there's like the anodize its color you guys can look that up too i'm sure there's pictures of are there pictures of it out yeah okay yeah, yeah. so it, that just attaches i think with two allen screws it's kind of you can change port size there's different things you guys can do it's just one plate instead of like smaller set screws or something it's a little easier to deal with it. so i thought that was cool and it looks cool the color yeah it definitely st- st- stands out when st- i was at a match people were like hey what break is that i was like it's coming. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, so I mean, Keith Baker told Frank Alley at the um, that uh, that show that Phil Cashin puts down down south oh, the expo, the Precision Rifle. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. it's the break best best break he's ever used. And so, like for someone like Keith Baker to say that when there's yeah. a lot of other really good breaks out there, there are. Yep. Um, it, it, it's super exciting. So that'll that'll be shipping soon, and we're pretty proud of it. And also, actually, on that note, we're we're, uh, we're trying to put out a lot more cool videos as well on our YouTube yeah. page. So what we actually did was we made that muzzle break with one port, two ports, three ports, five ports, six ports, and then we put it on a stand, and then we remote control, the remote control hit the trigger, okay. and shoot it um, using all the different breaks, and then we show in a graph uh, oh, what okay. the recoil actually does. Because some guys are like, no, five ports, way better than four port, or yeah. six ports, way better than five port. And we actually realize that, no, actually, four ports the most ideal. Yeah, and there's diminishing returns or whatever. That's right, so, yeah. 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 So we, we actually made a video of that, along with some other cool videos, like like uh, we shot 2,000 rounds <laughs> I saw that. out of a barrel in an hour. <laughs> Just and, you know. cooked it. I was crying. I was like, send me that ammo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's funny. What's the, what's the YouTube channel? Is it MDT Tag? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've been, I've never much of a YouTube guy and since I've been down here working. I was like, I've been watching a lot more like shooting, air gun, photography. I was geeking out on air guns a little bit and then photography. And like, I was like, this YouTube thing's pretty handy. I'm like, yes. I'm like dating myself. I'm like, my kids watch YouTube all the time and now I'm getting hooked on it. YouTube's so. awesome. But yeah. also, oh yeah. And then also the rubber dampers for the buttstock. I, I, people want those. I get, I don't get a Tom, but it seems like if it, you know, put picture at comps, when are those available? Yeah. What are those things in your stock? Like, I've got some old, they're all dirty clear now. They're they're all gummed up with their, they're some of the, they're pretty old now, but. Yeah. So we did, yeah, we did produ- they, production release on them, so they'll be shipping soon. Good. Okay. Okay. Again, it's, it's, if you're just grabbing a gun, you may not notice. It's subtle differences, but they all add up. And I think it does. I think it, it does deaden it. Um, it just, it's just a. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just little things that add up. To it. I think it's, I, I like them. I'm not going to take them out and put my weights back in. So, um, anyway, so that's cool. And we're not stopping. I mean, we, we have a, a big engineering team, big design team. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I w- there's some things coming. I'm excited. There's some, we'll definitely talk about that in the future. That yeah. Some stuff. If you guys, if you guys on. follow my brother Martin on social media. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. always blows it early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he has he has a lot of fun with it, but he's going to post something next week. Oh, is he? That will be will be very cool. So that's all I'm going to say because I don't know if he's going to maybe change his mind and post it in a couple of weeks or not. I don't know exactly what he's going to do, but um, he's going to post something that's not going to be posted by MDT. It's going to be posted by Martin. So yep. go friend request him. Yep. Blow him up. 
and uh, <laughs> he always will have a Skype call, and it will be like, okay, check this, and it was like, okay, this is where we're at with this. It's like, all right, remember, still private. Let's not talk. Don't yeah. talk about this. And then like the next morning, Martin will just post a picture of yeah. it on social. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. what is this? And then I text all my buddies like, check this out. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so follow Martin. There's, I know there's, I I know a few things that are. I, I'm for, for his to sake, see some stuff. for his sake, follow his Facebook account or his Instagram. Don't friend request him if you don't need to, because otherwise he's just going to get blown up. And he's gonna be like, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, what you do? Oh, that's funny. No, that'll that's cool. Yeah, so that'll be that. Like I said, like you guys are just relentless and like, I, I, it's just fun talking with you. It just you're never like setting the rest and hey, this is a pretty good chassis. We'll just sell this and make this. It's always it's on to the next thing. Improve, improve. Like the elite, I guess I've just been calling ACC Gen Two, but so it's going to be the elite. Yeah. I'm really excited. At first, I was like, man, they're like, what do you change on this? I was like, not much. I really like the ACC. I was like, I did, there's nothing I feel like I'm really missing. Except like I like a quick, the cheek piece to quick, but that would be nice. And then like, uh, you know, the thumb rest timer situation. I was like, those are things that I like, you know, I drilled and tapped my ACC for a timer because I use a timer a lot. Um, but it wasn't a lot. And then you start seeing all these subtle little things. I'm like, oh, this is going to be pretty sweet. This adds up to a bunch of new useful features so yeah. to fix you know something that wasn't broke so yeah. um anyway um we're gonna go hunting sometime yes have you ever gone hunting i have i went for a bear hunt uh okay. in Kamloops. oh really yeah, my dad ca- went fishing up there years yeah, ago yeah like when the I was interior little. this is probably 2011 okay it's 10 I, years ago yeah it was with a buddy of mine jeff and uh we didn't see any we found one dead bear that someone had just left and we seen really? a big, big moose that I almost shot and you screamed at me not to because we didn't have a tag for it. <laughs> were you like in the spring bear hunting? Yeah, and I was just like, I did, like we were just walking, checking through the bush and I see this like big moose and I was just like lifting my gun up and shoot. It's like, no, don't shoot. I, I, I don't, I, I knew nothing. So, well, good for him. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, but besides that and like some, like, obviously some small stuff like coyotes and, yeah. and things like that, but otherwise I have no hunting at all. But I mean, my son might. Older son Malachi, he's almost five. He's watching Steve Rinella on Meat Eater the whole time. Oh, so it's so funny. Kyle, he sent me a video the other day of his son talking about turkey hunting. I was, cr- I sent it to a couple of buddies. I was laughing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, we got to get these guys. We'll do something. But yes. hunting's getting weird. I get some hunting requests. It's like I don't know where to tell. Like guys from the East Coast want to go elk hunting. I'm like, it used to be you could do that and i don't there's so it's getting harder and harder to come i mean you could come over and go on a 10-day hike and probably not see an elk and i don't want to tell somebody that, that. Yeah. it's getting harder and harder but it would be fun to figure something else out so. yeah i mean and mt's going to come out with more and more hunting products so it's just i'm going to be have yeah, to be part, but, of, be part of that world and there's a list of stuff i'm really excited about hunting stuff right now um got a lot of cool hunts coming up that i'll talk to you guys more about later we've we've got a lot booked for the north american 29 that we talked about a couple episodes ago so I'll keep you guys posted on that. And I did get some good feedback. I appreciate you guys. Like when I was at the MPA match, uh, it was the first PRS match this year, diving back into PRS. Um, it was fun. I ended up, I didn't talk about this. I ended up in fifth. I shot good. I was, I was in Mar- Morgan. And I were tied for first after day one. And we both got destroyed on this one long range stage, ended up fourth and fifth, but I felt like I shot good and it was good to get back at it. But I had a couple of you guys come up, kind of talked to me about the, the, the hunting side of the podcast, North American 29. And, and you, and you, like guys saying, Hey, we didn't know anything about it, but we liked the episode and appreciate it. So I was, I was, it was nice to hear that. Cause like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. It's like, we talk about comp stuff a lot and shooting and, you know, just kind of on that road. So it's nice to hear you guys don't mind when we talk about the hunting side, cause there's going to be a lot of it coming up. So, 
Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about some of the new stuff, MDT, along with I was like, man, if you go down the Hunt 26 road, there's a lot of other things that could complement that. So it'll be fun to keep going down that road. Um, you want to talk about, um, we're coming up on an hour, so we'll cut it off here before too long, but you want to hit on um, uh, Lightweight Skypod. Saw that come out. I was excited about that on the hunting side. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's just a lot of requests for it, and the NRL Hunter series has taken mm-hmm. off, and uh, the Skypods we have now are fairly heavy, so we came out with, basically, we removed the barricade stop, we skeletonized the legs, skeletonized the wing on top a bit, and uh, so it's under a pound now, okay. um, and it just just it's just a great little piece of kit um i like just full transparency it's still quite loud uh, when you use it so i don't know if it's ideal for all hunts um mm. generally if you're going to set your in my opinion if you're going to set a bipod up it's far enough away where you need a bipod it's probably far enough away you can deploy it plenty quiet enough to shoot something yeah fair, <laughs> so, fair enough well we call it the, but, the lightweight skypod we don't reference it as a hunting necessarily mm-hmm. um and so a lot of guys will use it for hunting but uh mm-hmm. i mean yeah we launched that uh i don't know three four months ago and mm-hmm. we can't we can't keep them in stock yeah I and mean, we can't keep hardly keep guys skypods in stock in general they're just yeah. i mean it's it just it speaks to how epic the product is yeah. when, it, when it's plus 600 bucks not because we, yeah it's crazy not because we want it to be that much expensive just because it has so many parts yeah it has to be um and uh and that we can't keep them in stock so um that's cool yeah that's cool is there do you think there's any with the removing weight do you think there's any reduction in, in durability at all or do you feel like you maintain integrity really good oh yeah there's no yeah there's no issues we wouldn't come out with it if it did yeah i assume so i just i haven't seen one yet but the other um um i don't i think i'm excited i'm it's been fun you know, I didn't make a shot, but I kept seeing pictures of the booth and all the different, you know, how the booth has grown and the amount of products. And, you know, you, it's just, it's cool to see all the new stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, like, yeah, and, I, and I'm, and I'm super thankful for, like, I think the, I mean, it just sounds weird to say it because it's, it's just very cliche to say thanks to the end user and all that stuff. But like the feedback that we get from people that use our products or, yep. or, or our team members or products we don't have out yet. And people are saying like, we need this, we need that. Like that is so valuable to us. So if you have good feedback for us at MDT um, or different products you think we should make or things you change, like please tell us like messages yeah. on our social media. Uh, we have our support page online. Reach us out through there. You can even direct message me, um, you know, like those kind of things. Like we want to, uh, we want to have our finger on the pulse and see yep. what's going on out there and, and just and be absolutely legendary in, in everything we do and, and just stay humble doing it and mm-hmm. just have a, have fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, it was, it was fun having you on. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I, it's it's always better to do it in person. So, um, Let's go. Um, Let's go have an awesome steak dinner. Yeah, that's what I'm talking John, about. John's going to take me to some steak yeah, we're, house or we're something. Take out some, there's some nice restaurants here in Atlanta, so <laughs> we're going to go get some, good, get some good eats. So anyway, thanks again, and we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate you guys. Hey, quick note, adding on to the end of this podcast. Totally spaced it, but Kyle's also got a podcast he's been working on that is it's called... I wanted to plug it, and I want you to talk about it. Okay. Thank you, John. <laughs> I, okay, so it's, it's called The Furiously Curious Show. 
And uh, so actually, me and John just recorded an episode. Yep. Hopefully, it'll be coming out February 25th. <laughs> if I get John's permission, he's not sure about it. <laughs> That's what I didn't want to talk about. We did. Uh, we did. Uh, we talked about like Christianity and stuff. I like, kind of by growing up and his growing up, and and I was like, man, I don't know if I'll talk about this or not. So anyway, we might throw it up there. I gotta see if I'm gonna let him have it or not. Yeah. <laughs> But there's some cool there's some cool interviews there already. Like I, I recorded with Eric Trump uh, a couple of weeks ago, and there's some there's some other ones. But it's about beliefs, Christianity, worldview, all that stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, and it's talk a pretty broad range of between. I mean, you talk to Junior too, Don Junior. He's not on the podcast. I do talk to him, but oh, okay, okay. I thought you did one. I couldn't remember where I saw that. So Eric, and then you've had some professional athletes and. Um, you know, some people that went through some pretty crazy grieving process, just all kinds of different topics. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. You have a video format. Uh, you can listen to audio as well. Is there yeah, audio it's like, only? It's audio only, like on all the podcast apps. I feel um, like I've watched all the videos. I don't usually watch a lot of videos, but for whatever reason, I've watched, uh, watched a chunk of those. It's, so. it's, on, it's on YouTube as well. The, if you want to see, see it on social media, it's the, um, uh, the handle at Furiously Curious Show. And if you, yeah, you'll eat the. You'll be able to Google. Okay. It. Anyway, I want to plug it. Kyle is is kind of his passion project. He's busy with work. We talked about that a lot in the in the podcast. But um, uh, he's uh, pretty interested in this and pretty passionate about it. So, kind of getting it going and growing it, and uh, just a, a lot different of the discussion than uh, we we normally have. But wanted to throw a little plug on here. So uh, goodbye again, and thanks for listening.